0: Some information within the Focus Friday sessions, including guest names, occupations, and locations have been changed for privacy. Each guest has read and agreed to a written general advice warning prior to taking part and when necessary, have been provided with a link to contact a financial advisor for personal advice after the episode recording. If financial products are mentioned during the episode, no detailed analysis is provided. And if it is suggested, for example, that shares could be sold to pay down debt, it's an option for the guest to consider under the guidance of a qualified financial advisor. Any advice is general financial advice only, which does not take into account your objectives, financial situation, or financial situation. Or needs. Because of that, you should consider if the advice is appropriate to you and your needs before acting on the information. If you choose to buy a financial product, read the product disclosure statement (PDS) and target market determination (TMD), and obtain appropriate financial advice tailored to your needs. Simo Interactive Proprietary Limited and I, Glenn James, are authorised representatives of MoneySherpa Proprietary Limited, which holds financial services license four five one two eight nine. Time, baby, You've got to get down on Friday, Friday, it's Focus Friday, and we're talking with Max today. He's a listener of the My Millennial Money podcast. He's listened since the season one, so our thoughts and prayers are with Max. And we are talking about him, his life, his money. You know the deal. These focus Friday sessions, we just chat about individuals, listeners of the show, their situation. They bounce their money stuff off me. I give them a bit of my two cents for what it's worth, and we hope we can inspire you and educate you and all that along the way. Max from Perth, welcome to My Millennial Money. Hey man, how you going? Now, what charity did you flick some cash to before we hit record? Pretty sure it was the Shenton Park Dog Refuge that I did. Yeah, cool. Yeah. And any reason for that? Big dog lover, so. Yeah?
2: <laughs> do you have a dog yourself? Yes, I do have a dog, yeah. It's a rottweiler cross with a German Shepherd.
0: Oh, wow. That'd be a handful, wouldn't it? Oh, he's a big sookie boy. Yeah, so you got a rottie cross German. German Shepherds scare me. I don't know why.
2: Yeah, they can, they can
0: definitely be aggressive when they're not trained properly. I think for two reasons, and anyone over 35 will know this, but the first one is not the over 35 reason, but the first one is like the cops use them. So like <laughs> as a kid, you saw like all the cop dogs. And then there was a one of the first ever role play video games was called Wolfenstein 3D. And it was like really dodgy. And you'd open the doors, and the German Shepherds would jump through and attack you. So, the jump scare, early jump scares. uh, Yeah. So, that's why German Shepherds scare me uh, from a young age to fit the uh, profile. My
2: brother's, he's a police officer. He's got a German Shepherd. So,
0: (laughs) oh, is he in the dog squad or? No, no, that's just their family dog. Yeah. Yeah. Wow. Anyway. So. You put your hand up for the, one of these focus sessions. Yeah. Just tell me a little bit about yourself and then I'll ask you some other questions. So I'm
2: 26. I've been working fly in, fly out since I was 21. Yep. As an electrician, maintenance electrician, adding some decent money. So yeah, it's, it's more of a somebody
0: who's experienced just see how I'm going really. <laughs> yeah. And then... Your what like hobbies? I can see some some sticks and a board behind you, like those, those are my golf clubs, um and and my snowboard. Yeah. So do you get out on the on the field much, on the golf course much? Uh I was golfing about an hour ago, yeah. <laughs> yeah, okay. <laughs> so golf's a bit of a, a hobby sport for you? Yeah. Yeah, yeah. I
2: love golf. The snowboard doesn't get used as much, obviously being in Perth, but mm. I lo- uh, it's not that expensive to Nip over to Japan,
0: which I'm hoping to do again, start of next year. Yeah, awesome. Now, like you did, put your hand up for this session. Like, what do you hope to get out of it, and what was the reason that you wanted to, I guess, chew the the air, the breeze with me around your money?
2: Yeah, I I I wouldn't say I had like a fixed goal in mind. Like I've been like I said before, I've been doing fly in, fly out now for so long. And I get stuck in my own head that you know, not doing well enough. But then I know I'm doing miles better than, you know. You hear it on the podcast all the time. It's like I was listening to the one about happiness and how he said that you don't compare yourself to the people behind you. It's always the people in front of you. So yeah, there's no real fixed fixed outcome in my head that I was hoping for. Just yeah, okay.
0: No, that's that's fine. Just have a bit of a chin wag and, and see. Now, you've rated your health three out of five. Do you have any like major ongoing health things or you just don't think you're five out of five?
2: Was that like physical health or mental health? Yeah,
0: I don't know. Because my mental health, like probably
2: not the best. Sure, okay, yeah. But that that would probably be, if it, if that was like the encompassing question, like uh, just recently gone through... It was about six months ago, a breakup and that that sort of rocked my men- mental health a little
0: bit. How long were you together? That was two and a bit years. That yeah, one. okay, so a decent chunk. That one. There's been other victims, have there? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Nah. Okay. That was that was the one that sort of rocked my health mental yeah. health. So were you living together, or it was just?
2: Yep. Yep. So we were living together. This is my ha- my place here, and yep. we were living
0: here. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. And how, was that, did you say six months ago that that ended? Yeah, it was about six months ago. Yeah. Cool. Now I was going to ask you, because you've said that your annual pre-tax income is 160K plus bonus plus super. Yep. I was like, are you FIFO or something? And you've answered that. Yeah. (laughs) I'm FIFO. How, like what's your on and off? Uh, Week on, week off. Yeah. Okay. And I mean, to answer your question, yeah, you're killing it compared to the average bear. I mean yeah, You're 26 year old earning 160 grand, shut up. Um yes, what's the problem? Get off my podcast. Uh, <laughs> what are we doing here? Um so I think it is yeah, like cause I you know, everyone playing at home. I get a questionnaire filled out from everyone, then I can read through it and ask questions. And my initial maybe thoughts when you um, sent this through was about have you thought about taking your foot off the gas a little bit and enjoying life a little bit more?
2: Yeah. So that was part of um, what I said about giving it all up in the end. Like I don't think I've got many more years of it left in me. Um, Yeah, I'd say probably three, maybe four years at most and I'll be done back with the the family and that.
0: You, were, you more would be giving up the FIFO because of the lifestyle pain in the ass. Yeah, I think I'd probably get about, give up being an electrician as well, to be honest with you. A yeah. bit over it. Well, what do you want to do when you grow up? Do you know?
2: Well, I've always thought like the whole financial advice thing does interest me and in that and um, maybe real estate, something like that. I know everyone hates
0: real estate agents, but that doesn't mean there can't be good ones somewhere. Have you thought about going down the route of a buyer's agent? Like I haven't bought that much property myself and that, so I don't yeah. John's got that program that he runs. Yeah, train the trainer. Like that could be something to, you know, put your toe in that water.
2: Yeah. No, I had seen that. Yeah. It, I I just think it, you know, I don't know what, what the actual statistic is, but it's like people change careers every ten years or so. I
0: oh, it's it's think less. it'd be like every yeah. four or five, I reckon. Yeah. I'll definitely reckon I'll be part of that. All right, well let's keep going through your current sitch. So yep. you've got the house there, you own it. Yep. Um and you've got a $435,000 mortgage and yeah. it's worth 650. Yep. That was the last bank value, yeah. Yeah, yeah. So there's about we'll just call it 65% LVR. Did you? How long have you owned that house? This would be the fourth year, I think. Th- third yeah. year, fourth year. Yeah. And what did you pay for it? Do you remember? I bought. Purchase price was four sixty five. Yeah. Okay.
2: And I went in with a small deposit. Yeah. I think it was only five percent in the end. Yeah.
0: So you've picked up a couple of hundred grand in equity over the last couple of years. Yeah,
2: I was very lucky. So um,
0: the the block that I bought was very big for the area. How so, big's the block? Eight hundred or something? Uh, Ten sixty-two. Oh, geez, yeah. yeah, yeah, What's the access with, like around the house? Pretty good. Yeah.
2: The thing with like subdividing and that, it'd be a knockdown rebuild. So right now, what I've decided is I'm making it comfy for me to live in until I need something in the inside bit bigger. If that makes sense. Like the insides are bigger, yeah. like a four by two, because yeah.
0: it's only a, th- a three by one. Talk to me about this. Um, You've made a note of a pool loan. Yes. They're actually outside putting it in at the moment. Oh,
2: really? (laughs) Yeah, there's a a pool shell sitting in my front yard. Yeah.
0: So the pool loan, how is that set up of $40,000? That was just a personal loan. Right. Personal loan set up. Why did you go down the personal loan route? So I had
2: my emergency fund sitting there that I didn't want to touch. But
0: I would agree a pool isn't an emergency. No, exactly. (laughs) (laughs) And I'm
2: getting a little. It's an unfortunate inheritance, but a little inheritance, and then my bonus this year. So I'll pretty much. Well, I'm hoping to have paid it off by the end of the year, basically. Okay. Minimal, and the loan that I took out was no early repayment fees and stuff like that. There's the establishment fees and stuff like that. So I looked at the what I would have paid in interest and. I got a bit of a, I saved about 15 grand doing it through the guy that I'm doing it with because he had the pool sitting on his on his lot. So I just weighed up the, um, you know, the final outcome. I was like, oh, well, if I get the loan and six months time, I've paid, you know, a few thousand more if I just paid it outright, that's something I can live with.
0: Yeah, fair enough. And tell me about the nature of the inheritance and how much? Uh,
2: it's from my grand over in the UK. And okay. it's only about fifteen thousand.
0: Which is pounds I mean, or dollars. Dollars. <laughs> okay. Thanks, Nan. And uh yeah, sorry for your loss. How long ago did Nan pass? Um, that would
2: have been about eight, nine months ago now. They're just going yeah. through probate and all that over the UK to sell their house and that.
0: Yeah, can take time, can't it? Yeah. The only talk to me about the other cash that you've got, like how many's how much is in your emergency fund? Uh it's forty thousand there. Yeah. Okay. And when does your bonus come in? Uh, September, September time. And how much are you anticipating?
2: Uh, it's my first year actually getting one, and it hasn't been a good year for mining. So it's, it's hard to say, but like any, any bonus is a good bonus, really. I'd say hoping for maybe 9%, 10%.
0: Yeah, okay. So there could be up to 15-ish grand, maybe, 10 to 15. Yeah. Yeah, because I I, I think, and to be honest, like, Nan's money, that could take a year. Yeah. Like, you just, you know, inheritances from estates of grandparents that, you know, with assets and particularly international, it's just slow. So, yeah, 100% off the cuff, like, get that friggin' pool in and then your reason for living is to get rid of that personal loan. No, that's absolute that was absolutely
2: the case like even even if it's not that money it, the inheritance money that's going to be coming out of my paycheck anyway.
0: Yeah, yeah. What what's the deal with your super? Talk to us about your super duper.
2: Like the amount or Yeah, yeah. Who's it with? So, what's it the amount? I'm with Host Plus at the moment. I, I, I wonder if you can guess why.
0: Yeah, go out on a limb. Um, <laughs> what's the investment option? The
2: high growth, I think. Yeah.
0: Okay. Yep.
2: There's about 105,000 in there.
0: Yeah, cool. And you've made a note that you've contacted a life insurance broker through me to get that ball happening, that ball rolling. Yeah. I said I was talking to Azaria last week. Oh, from Sky Wealth. Yeah, awesome. Yeah. Um, yep. so, so that's, that's underway. Um, yeah. So I had my
2: consultation or the, the actual proposal has been done. Yeah. Yep. Um, cool. it, there was a bit of a decision to be made there because I'm sure you probably know, she said you were in insurance side of things earlier on someone in my line of work. It's not the cheapest thing to take out with that level of income and the the risk involved in the industry. Mm. So,
0: yeah. So what are you thinking?
2: I'm still leaning more towards doing it, but I I need to sit down. I I had my wisdom teeth taken out two weeks ago. So I was a bit of a zombie and the the meeting was two and a bit weeks ago. So for the last couple of weeks, I've been a bit of a zombie on painkillers.
0: Yeah. I, I think when you go through that, I don't think it's a matter of yes or no, like all or nothing. It's about we need to make sure your income is protected and then maybe you could, like if you're not going to be doing FIFO for a mil, like forevermore, maybe you go, all right, we're going to take the risk and maybe only ensure X amount of my income, like yeah. grand. Yeah,
2: what, uh, like, what I'm thinking it'll be later down the track.
0: Yeah, just because it's, you know, and be guided by the advice team. I'm not a financial advisor, but like, yeah, it's not like, oh, this is too expensive, not doing it. It's like okay, well, we need some compromise.
2: Yeah, that's what she said. There's a lot of room to adjust up and down, depending on what what I
0: decide. Yeah, and like you've got thirty grand, forty. How much? Forty grand in your emergency fund. Yeah, you could probably do a three month waiting period. Yeah, they had that applied on the that already. Yeah, do that now. Talk to us about any other assets that you might have. So. I've got a share portfolio
2: with stake as well. That's got an investment loan against the house on it, so I debt recycled that equity back out. There's about eighty. Well, there's a seventy nine thousand dollar loan, and the shares are worth eighty three thousand at the moment. And what are you invested in? Uh, that's IVV, which is the S and P five hundred index, and the ASX two hundred as well. The uh, vast, just with Vanguard. Why did you
0: choose those two options?
2: Just because I thought it was broad enough. Those two, the IVV's done. The IVV's done a lot better than the Australian side of it. The IVV's up about nine percent, and the ASX side of it's down two
0: percent since I bought. Yeah, you probably find the yield is a bit higher on the ASX two hundred. Yeah, yeah, definitely. And that's, and that's the biggest trap. People like look at share prices. And like the price index and it's like, okay, well, share price index doesn't tell you, you've got to look at the accumulation index to see what it actually is, including reinvested dividends. So just for everyone at home, practically, how did you go around setting that debt recycling up yourself? I didn't set it up myself.
2: I actually contacted one of the brokers through you as well. So that was... um, Alex and Scott? No. um, What's his name? Josh. Josh. Josh yes. um,
0: Dubiel and yes. the other, but I uh, what's his name? Jake Henley. Jake, that's right. Yeah. Yes. Hi, Jake. Yeah. If you're listening, um, <laughs> yeah. Okay. So you went to the mortgage broker and yep. you said so they sh- what? Give me money.
2: Yeah. Basically, I just wanted to cash out on the equity that I had in the property, and so they set up an investment split on the loan when I refinanced, and yeah, that money just landed. In, in an offset account, so it was an interest-only loan, offsetting itself, basically using the high income to for the tax advantages, basically paying interest only
0: on it. And then, are you paying any dividends from those funds back onto the home mortgage? Yeah, so that's where it's all going back. And that was easy enough to get the cash out with the bank.
2: Yeah, they didn't they didn't ask. They just wanted to know it was for investment purposes and. There, yeah, that was it, that I could support
0: yeah. the loans. Yeah, cool. All right, any other toys? Or what do you, what's the car situation?
2: Got a 2010 RAV4 at the moment. Yep. I've been driving that since, I think I've had that eight years now, seven years. years.
0: And so what's that worth? Oh, about 13000 14000 Are you any plans to upgrade that? Or are you happy? Yeah. So that's um one of the next couple of years goals. I
2: I don't know whether it, it's something that I've never been able to justify doing is buying myself a nice car. <laughs> yeah. It's one of those things where I get in my own head where I'm like, Well, what you don't need that. Don't need that. But then I then I go and sit in a nice car and I'm like, ooh, this is nice.
0: Yeah. Well, it's you know, we can yeah. talk about that. Um Have you got your wills set up, power of attorney? No, I don't have any wills or anything like that. I think it's all just set to go up to mum and dad. The super? Yeah. So, yeah, you probably want to check on that because you actually can't have your parents as a superannuation beneficiary. Oh, okay. They've got to be a dependent on you. So, just, yeah. So, that is just your super, but what about the house? What about your money? What about the car? So I'd probably encourage you to, you know, Google local lawyer Perth or something like that and just go and get a will and power of attorney and just everything set up. Yeah. Okay. And then get on with your life. Yeah. That's very true. Because it's just like, you know, power of attorney in particular, like, yeah, sure. If you die and you don't have a will things will flow as per the laws of the land, right? And if you don't have any relatives, the money ends up in the state coffers. But at least having a will, it makes the whole process easier. Yeah, will's not the big thing. It's the power of attorney. So if you're in an accident or something and you had to get stuff done or you're in Japan and something happened and you need to get something signed, you can just get one of your parents or a trusted friend to be your power of attorney, and it's, it's one of those documents, you, when you need it, it's too late if you don't have it. You know what I mean? Yeah. Yep. Same with the insurances and that. Yeah. So for like 600 bucks, you probably, well, probably less given you are single, but like, yeah, I would imagine well under $600 to get a full estate planning set up for you. Yeah. Okay. That's not bad. Yeah. You just got to do it and get on with your life. But no other debt other than your little pool loan? Nah, nothing.
4: So, to recap, we're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promoted for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Why don't more infant formula companies use organic, grass fed whole milk instead of skim? Why don't more infant formula companies use the latest breast milk science? Why don't more infant formula companies run their own clinical trials? Why don't more infant formula companies use more of the proteins found in breast milk? Why don't more infant formula companies have their own factories instead of outsourcing their manufacturing? We wondered the same thing. So we made ByHeart a better formula for formula. Learn more at ByHeart.com.
0: Radio, we are back. Now, we've just kind of thrown a camera up the backside of your finances and had a bit of a colonoscopy of everything that's going on, before we move on, just how do you manage your money week on week? Um, Like the cash flow situation? Yeah, yeah. So it all goes into my offset to begin
2: with. All the loans are set to just direct debit out of there. I use a credit card to pay for all my bills and stuff like that just for the Qantas points and that, and that gets paid off automatically as well because it's all through Westpac,
0: so... Does your work when you do FIFO? Did they pay for the transport, or do you just have to get there? Yeah, so they pay for the flights, and we get the points and the credits. So, So do you mainly use Qantas? Yeah, we we fly with Qantas. Wow. So you'd be are you platinum or just lifetime gold yet, or something?
2: I'm gold. You get close to lifetime silver pretty quickly. Lifetime gold's a fair way, fair few years in it. Um, there are quite a few people at work that tip over into platinum and that, but yeah, it's it's quite quite a scene. I don't know if you've ever been Perth Airport in the that time of morning. All yeah, and you go upstairs in the lounge and it's just like, oh, this would be all frequent flyers
0: It's just filled with people in fluoros. Yeah, it's high vis. Yeah, absolutely. Oh, it was so funny. I remember going to Perth once, and I think we landed like on a Friday, Ava, or something like that, or it was some afternoon. And I just sent a photo to my mate of like all the high fees. I'm like, oh, FIFO much? Yeah, I've been platinum once because I did a lot of flying one year. But I'm like you, just a gold fellow yeah. golder. Yeah, right. So the cash flows, you know, sorts itself out. You don't have to pay for the flights. You just get the status and the points when you fly. What? Like, was there anything else you'd want to add before I kind of start giving you my three cents? No, not really. I'm, I'm keen to hear it. Yeah. Do you know how much like, you can legitimately save per month? It's, it's a bit up in the air at the moment because I'm renovating the house that I'm
2: just sort of doing that to the level that I'm happy with. And once that's finished, I'll prob- probably sit down and yeah. n- nut
0: it out a lot, a lot more in more detail. How much do you reckon you're spending on the renovation of the house? Including the pool? Uh, well, we know the pool's 40, um, but Probably like another 50 on the outside. And that's just going to be ca- cash flow through the next six months or so. Yeah. So, ordinarily, what you're telling me is you could save 50 grand over six months if you didn't have a renovation. Or are you going a little bit harder on allocating oh, God, that's- money?
2: That's going pretty hard. I, I wouldn't want to be living that lean outside
0: of those times. Okay. So, ordinarily, once the house is renovated, the pool's paid off, status quo's happening, you're still FIFOing, eat, yeah. pay, love, all that stuff. Like, you would hope that you could save $1,000 a week. That, that's, that'd be pretty comfortable. You know, how long do you reckon you've got until you're done with FIFOing and Sparkying? In. I'd say pretty comfortably. I could pre- pretty comfortably do it for another three years and sort of see, yeah. see how I'm feeling at that point. What I'm probably doing, have you got a copy of our career book yet? Yes. Yes, I do. Okay. Have you read it? Not yet. Yeah. <laughs> uh, like, I don't care. Did you pay for it or did yeah. you get it for free? Yeah, yeah. no, I, I pre-ordered it. Well, thanks for that. So I don't care if you read it or not because you've paid for it. No, joking. Um. So what I want you to do, I want you to read it at some point and like you're at the age, right? Like, so I started my own business when I was 25. So basically your age, right? For over the next five years, this is the next five years to totally set up your life. Now you're in a great position because you own your house. There's bloody not including the the equity loan against it, like there's a 65% LVR. So you've got meat in the house, you've got a banging income, you've got no debt. Like the next five years for you is to really solidify the next big rock in your life and that's your career. Yeah. So what I'm probably looking at doing is just banking as much cash Against that mortgage and being so cash heavy because to pivot your career, you know, your income might need to go back to 80 grand for three years. Yeah. And there is nothing more comfortable in the world than having a butt ton of cash while you build something from scratch. And from scratch, I mean, you might have to go back to 50, 60, 70. I hope you don't have to go back to 50, but you might have to, you know, if you want to get into advice or mortgage broking or real estate, you might have to go and do a fifty grand minimum wage, and then there's some com on top of it. Like you'll you will have to go backwards to go forwards. One, if you want to stop FIFOing, you've, there's probably an extra 50, 60 grand in premium that you get for FIFOing. I, I think I, I don't know what a garden variety electrician in Perth earns at the moment. Do you know? The last industrial job that I had got offered was. Just over a hundred. Yeah. Okay. So there's there's probably a fifty grand hit. Yeah. That you're going to have to take, right? Yeah. Yeah. That's uh, pre- easy. Yeah. Pre tax. So what Definitely. I'm probably doing is spending the next little while, renovate the house, piss the pool off like the debt, get back to normal, freaking keep the emergency fund fat, and you know you might want to do some other investing, but like. 100% your career is now your next big thing that you need to work on. Because the problem is if, you know, a lot of people get on a treadmill, right, where they're earning good money like you, they get a partner, they have a kid, they've adjusted to this income, and they can't get off the treadmill to retrain.
2: Yeah, that's definitely, they call it a FIFO trap. And here the people People overextend themselves and they can't, they physically can't get off the FIFO lifestyle because they've got those debts that are
0: so large. Yeah. And and not only that, they're just consuming all the money. Yeah. And so like what I did when I sold my business, I had cash in the bank and it allowed me to start the podcast. And for the first two, two and a half, three years, I lived off my savings. Yeah. Now that's very risky, and yeah, it would have been scary. It, it didn't feel fantastic seeing a big pile of money get eaten, literally, because I was eating it. I love the taste of money, but you know what I mean. So, I think you need to really get that career thing, because all the other structural stuff, like sure, get your insurance set up, sure, get a will set up, sure, bloody save up. Look, if you you got save up. Renovate the house, save up another 10 grand, go buy a 25 grand car. You know what I mean? Piss the RAV4 off, upgrade the car. You'd get a really good car for 30 grand. Like, like that's all fine. You can afford it. But I really think for you, it is taking this time. Like the next big investment that you need to make is in your career. So you can press reset and get off the tools and into something else. Yeah. It's like... I've done so many of these calls like, and it's funny. It's like people that listen to my millennial money are so dialed in to money to start with. And then I end up being like, I end up being Jeff from Survivor. Like i got nothing else for you. Get your stuff and get back to camp. Like (laughs) (laughs) get out of here. But yeah, just looking in, I think that focus is to accrue as much cash as possible and have that as your buffer to pivot your career into your late 20s, early 30s. Yeah. That's what I'm doing if I was you.
2: Yeah, that's that's definitely where my head was at was, yeah, just start building up that offset. Totally. And that's why i not overboard on the renovations, but um, definitely making it comfortable to live in.
0: <laughs> mm. Yeah, and, you you know, you might decide, like, see a financial advisor, see an accountant, see a priest, see whoever will listen to you, like, I don't care. But you might decide to renovate the house, get the pool in, give a few licks of paint, get another bank vow just to see. Yeah. You might decide that you want to do some more equity investing or something like that. Yeah. Because that should almost wipe its face a little bit. I don't know. Interest rates are increasing as we know, but like, All I'm saying is, you can do some other superficial stuff on the side, but I just think you've got to bank that cash on the assumption. And maybe you can just make that thing up once you renovate the house. I have to live like I was only earning a hundred grand and living off a hundred grand. Yeah. And everything else just has to get banked. I definitely like that idea. But do you like with your career? Like, would you say you're a people person or you hate people? Do you? I do like people. Yeah. Yeah. I don't. (laughs) (laughs) No, I do. One-on-one with people. Yeah. Yeah. I like some people. But yeah, I'm just really thinking, because it's it's just not going to be the case if you want to retrain and do something that's interesting to you, like maybe real estate, some type of mortgage broking. If you thought about mortgage broking, that's a good industry. Yeah. that, That occurred to me as well. Yeah. And you're not a dumb, a dumb guy because you know electricians have got to be smart. Like, you know, <laughs> red to red, green to green, brown to brown. This is. Loo to bits. <laughs> yeah, that's right. So, like, because you're just not going to be able to retrain to pivot your current job and to stay on the same income.
2: No, no, that I know, and it's it's something that I've been well aware of that if it's mm. if I'm moving industries and that it's. Out of mining, out of out of that top pay bracket for a long long while it's not forever.
0: yeah, I, I wouldn't put that much of a you know downer on the situation. It's just a more because w- what you find is like people that are used to earning good money end up in the same amount of money. Yeah, okay. like I've got a floor of income that I was on when I had my own financial planning business. Sure, I had two years earning nothing. But now I'm back, it's triple what I was earning as a yeah. financial advisor. You know what <laughs> I mean? I'm doing a less than bloody, I'm hardly working compared to all the work that I did. So you kind of, you know, once you are used to having a, a big income or whatever your income is, it's, you will find yourself back there. So yeah, I'm just, I think it's all about your career and, and then, you know, make sure you're looking after your own mental health and freaking I know it's hard to go away when you're renovating your house and all that stuff, but I think you've really got to look at the fun stuff in your life as well and, you know, use those clubs, which you are, and get freaking go over to Japan and have a little bobsled with your little ski thing and just live life and, you know, make sure your mental health's fine and get some talk therapy or chat it out or whatever. And, you know, I think before you know it, you might find another little. Friend and, you know, you can, you can learn from, you know, learn from past things and all that stuff. I don't know. Yeah. That's it. Uh, yeah. Have you thought about investment properties for investing for the future? Has that been something? I have, but it was more a time thing.
2: Yeah. Like the, Yeah, just the amount of – not the horror stories, but yeah, you hear some people that are just like, oh, all the regrets and that. I, th- I thought the next little bit would be equities and then mm. back into it later if if need be.
0: Yeah, yeah, no, that's fine. And as I said, like, I, I'm i probably hesitant to do anything that attaches too much to that larger income that you've got at the moment. But it, like all this stuff comes down to a risk profile, right? Like, mm as I said before, like me going for two years without earning money, that's savage on a risk profile. But I just knew, keep it, I like, it got to the point where like I was employing people and I, I had the conversation with Pidge, like John one day and I'm like, oh, everyone's getting paid here now and I'm not. So something's changing. <laughs> and then so, like had a bit of a come to Jesus moment and you know, really sorted out like, right this is changing, this is changing. I need to now start earning money from this thing because it was just that dance of employing people and investing all the money back in. But yeah, total risk profile thing when you're starting to talk about lowering your income. But we know one thing, it's, it's it would be harder to do if you were strapped with car loans, personal loans, and all yeah. this stuff. Um, the jet ski loan. The jet ski <laughs> loan, far
2: out. <laughs> That's how you know there's a mining boom on. Mining boom on in Perth. Jet, oh, oh,
0: oh. jet ski sales go up. Really? Yeah. <laughs> they're like jet skis. They're fun, but they're also a bit selfish.
2: Yeah. Only two people on there.
0: Yeah, and <laughs> for some reason, those things just track dickheads. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know what it is. Yeah. I saw. I actually, I was out on my boat the other day. For those those who know Newcastle, I was like putting up Swansea Channel, and it's like four knots through part of it. And this jet ski come up, and there was like the maritime were up there, and I'm like, this guy's going to get done. Anyway, they got him for speeding. I was like, sucked in. Um, <laughs> yeah, but yeah. But keep in touch with like Jake at um, Finex because maybe and just maybe call one day and be like, hey, what do you? What's it like being a mortgage broker? Like start to ask different people or if you want to have a chat about, you know, what's it like being a buyer's advocate, I've actually got to do an episode with John or Emily about, you know, the buyer's advocate and and all that as a career because I just think mortgage broking, I would would do mortgage broking if I got back into kind of like finance again because I think it's cool. You get to help people and... Yeah, meet lots of new people. Yeah, so, and, you know, there's good money in it. You know, you've just got to focus on looking after people. Yeah, uh, but chapter one of the book it will there's a whole big thing there on values, and I think that will be helpful for you to really hone in on what you value, and then so so the premise of that book was to like let's build our career based on what I value first, and for me it was like I want autonomy, I want control, you know, one on one psychopath stuff. I want all that. (laughs) And that's kind of why I'm running my own business. But other people might be like security might be like this. You might be able to get a cruisy job, you know, being a getting to um, not cruise if you talk to people, but like, as opposed to fly fly out, but like facilities management stuff. Yeah. Yeah. That's that's the other option. Yeah. Stuff like that. like maintenance project manage type. Yeah. I got a mate Jai, he's he was a uh, wall and floor tiler and he actually is now does facilities management for big commercial stuff and he loves it. Because every you know everything whether you are a doctor, a sparky like you or a facilities manager everything is actually a process and a system and a project. Everything is project management. Like, you go to a fault with one of the machines, there is a logical thing that you do to fault find, isn't it? Yeah, that's
2: exactly it. yeah. It's, it's, you might not know what you're working on, but you use the same systems in place to figure out the problem.
0: Yep, and, like, I've got more freaking tech hanging off this desk here than a TV studio sometimes, and, like, the other day, Windows did an update, right, and... Friggin' my interface stopped working. And I'm like, what the hell? This was perfect. But the fault finding stuff that I learned during my apprenticeship when I was 16, 17 years old, I still use today. So your trade, it's, and like Jai, my mate, it's given you the best skills because you can apply those concepts. Because when he uh, tiles a floor and wall and bathroom, well, I don't just go in and, Start sticking tiles. I've got to prep the job, do the screening, and the like, everything is a process. You will find that with your, you know, being a tradesperson, and I was one, and I'm even thinking about because I've been helping renovate. Actually, shout out to all the Sparkies the last few weeks, and I'm going back tomorrow. My friend's renovating his house. So they basically cut the whole top floor off. We took all the tiles off, trusses, everything, like demoed it. My mate's company, he's got a building company. They built it all and doing all that stuff. But Tim and I, everyone will hate this, we've roughed all the electrical in. <laughs> and um, so like, and my other friend, Tim, he's a Sparky, so he's going to be terminating yeah. and, um, and signing off on it. But um, I'm back on the tools and I'm loving it. And here at my house the other day in my rental, they... The the owner's like, just treat it like it's yours. I'm like, all right. So, I put five new downlights in the back area. <laughs> <laughs> like, I'm on the tools and, you know, I've got my new clips down downlights and dinner and I'm doing all this stuff. And I'm like, I miss being a tradie. And Grass is always greener. <laughs> that's right. And then I like snap out of it. You'll just last 10 minutes because they'll want you to work more. But yeah, I, all that to say is like, what you've done in your career, there is a high level of practical intelligence that you have that is very valuable in any industry. Like, I'm sorry, Max, you can't go and be a ophthalmologist or gynecologist tomorrow, but, you know, might be able to go in and do facilities management or learn to be a mortgage broker or learn to be a buyer's advocate. Yeah,
2: careers like that yeah definitely
0: yeah I got nothing for you anyway <laughs> <laughs> your, your okay. conversation was worth exactly what you paid for it $200 to a charity that's tax deductible how about that oh, it's great it was great mm. but any final comments it's nice to have like a sounding board like it's not things that I didn't already know but it's like mm. from a place
2: experience
0: yeah yeah well in a few months we might get you to send in an audio message and we'll play it at the end of the audio file because we won't put this episode up for a couple of months and it'll make it more engaging for the listener to hear oh after this year, I've paid the pool off I've you know done this and bought a new car and got dog and all that stuff so who looks after your dog when you're FIFOing I've got a housemate. oh you do cool cool yeah 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 so yeah well, that's cool yeah what's he do She, she, yes. I assume I assume mate, but I guess a housemate is a a chick. Yeah.
2: Um, So she works for a council, council worker, doing the um, not like cleaning up the beaches and that, keeping the beaches clean.
0: Oh, cool! Like almost like a a bit of a ranger type. Yeah, yeah, but not yeah,
2: not not really the like the ranger like catching dogs and that. No, but more like a park
0: ranger. In terms of looking after stuff. Yeah, definitely. Seriously, I would love to be a National Parks and Wildlife ranger. would be nice, wouldn't it? Yeah, why don't you do that?
2: That's that's, that's basically like the, the outcome that I want is just to be able to make that pivot to wherever it may be.
0: I was thinking the other day, I want to join fisheries and get a boat and just be cruising around. Cruising around. Or like (laughs) um, the Maritime. Yeah. And just be like a boat dude. Stuff podcasting forever. This sucks. I want to get out there and do other stuff. Yeah. The captain's hat full time. (laughs) Yeah. How did you meet your flatmate? Uh, That was off online, flatmates.com. Yeah. It's probably better living with someone who isn't. A previous friend right yeah i tried I tried to live with my friends, and it just turned out to be a flop, like it either works or it doesn't, yeah, I mean- wh- I could live with some of my friends, but like if I live with my mate, dirty Mike, there would be a homicide, yeah, like exactly, straight up, um <laughs> do you need a flatmate? You wouldn't financially, but it's not financially just for the it's purely for the dog, yeah, and do you get? Uh, like, is there a reduced rent that they look after? That's that's what we do. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Oh, that's so awesome.
2: Cheap, cheap, cheaper rent for her, and I get my dog looked after. Peace of mind for me. Can you, like,
0: can you be like, oh, I'm going to the shops. Look after the dog, or is it just while you're away? <laughs> yeah, no, it, it's he, he's fine on his own. Yeah. But she likes taking him for walks as well. Right? Oh, that's, yeah, I'm yeah. into win-win, so that's cool. Yeah, yeah. that's. Happy for everyone. Yeah. All right, Max. Well, thanks for having a chat. Glad that I've confirmed everything that you're probably thinking anyway. But um, uh, thank you very much. Yeah, appreciate it. Well, um, I don't know. I'm not doing a tour this year, but maybe next year I'll get back to Perth and yeah, yeah we can well, say make hi. sure
2: I make sure I'm off. Yeah. That's why I missed the last one. I was uh, up at work.
0: All right. Thanks, Max, and thanks everyone for listening. Thank you very much.
2: Hey guys, Max here doing my three month update. Uh, oh, doesn't three months fly by? Uh, after mining Glenn's chat, I had a pretty good think about where I wanted my career path to go and sort of just been doing a lot of focus on that, uh, exploring the possibilities in a meaningful and mindful way. Um, still renovating on my weeks off, which is pretty much taking up most of my time. made some pretty good steps towards paying off that pool loan. Glenn would be glad to know. And that's pretty much been me for the last three months.
3: It uh, flies by, goes very, very quickly.